Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. What is up? What is up, everybody? Good morning to you on this fine Tuesday morning. It is May 22nd. Unbelievable how fast the time is just flying by this year. My goodness. I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about credit cards and just a little bit about um like you know the pros and cons. A lot of financial gurus are either totally for credit cards or totally against them. And I like to typically take a different approach as you if you you know tuned in for the first time you may not know this yet but if you've been a long time listener then you know that I don't really look at the the actual thing as good or bad instead I look at how does it affect our behavior and how do we interact with that thing if you will and and what what does that look like and so that's how we're going to approach today I do want to let you know that this is being inspired by a 30 minute coaching call that I had yesterday this beautiful person looked at me and she was telling me some of the habits that she has with her money. And one of the things that she said was, oh, I just can't let go of the idea of getting those points. And she said, those points are killing me, aren't they? And I know that there are plenty of financial gurus who would say, absolutely, it's those points that are killing you. And I said, no, it's the mindset that's killing you. And so I want to talk about credit cards as as inanimate objects. They are just that. They're, they're, they're not good inherently or bad inherently. They just are what they are. And the way that they become good or bad is how we utilize them. Before I do that, I want to just pause real quick for a, a station identification, if you will. If you are tuning in for the very first time, you might not know exactly what my approach is or how what to expect with this podcast. And I will let you know and apologize ahead of time that I kind of fly by the seat of my pants with these. I don't have any notes in front of me. I don't have a well-scripted a topic that I want to come at you with. I basically just say, what is it that is coming to me right now and how can I how can I use that to provide value to my listeners? And so I just want you to know that ahead of time so that if you are the type who needs that really structured approach, this might not be your ideal podcast. However, I encourage you to continue to tune in because you just might find a couple of nuggets here and there as I babble through this. Okay, so let's talk about credit cards for just a little bit. There are just a ton of different types of cards out there. Now, I know if you are listening to this show that you know what a credit card is, right? I mean, you know that it's just this line of credit, that it's not money you actually have. You just have a pretty little piece of plastic. You can swipe it, use the chip, enter it into your phone so you can just hold your phone up to something. You typically don't even need the card anymore. I mean, there just are so many different ways to access this thing called a credit card. And you would be surprised at how that actually has an effect on the way that you use it. Now, we know, science has actually shown that when you use cash to buy something, you typically will spend about 20% less than if you use some sort of plastic. And that is because you don't feel the pain when of, of letting go of that money when you use plastic. When you pull out cash though, you you physically feel the the movement of that cash leaving your hands and going into that cash register. 
as I mentioned a couple seconds ago, I don't use any notes, so I don't know if research has also been done to account for the fact that we can use our phones now. Um, I know you can just kind of plug your information into the phone and then hold up your phone. I, I admittedly don't know how much more we would typically spend using that method versus a credit card, for example, versus cash, but it's probably at least equal to the amount that we'd use with a credit card, but I would be willing to bet even a little bit more because we don't even feel the pain of a swipe anymore. Like we just, we're not associating that transaction with real money that has to come from our pocket. It is for that reason that even if a client of mine does not want to go to a strictly cash system, I usually, at least for a little bit, will say, let's find the categories that you overspend the most in and let's use cash only for that for a little while. All that is, is an exercise to help build that muscle of what does it feel like to spend our money in this category that we overspend. And more times than not, that person will actually scale back their spending, not because they they intentionally did it, but because they're actually feeling that pain of, oh, you know, I know I have this $100 that I can spend on eating out. I don't want to let go of that so quickly. And so they, they hang on to it a little bit longer. And before they know it, the end of the week shows up and they have not spent all their money because they were having a hard time letting go of that. And so that's a really great exercise to use in order to just trick, like, I guess, trick your mind into feeling that pain of letting go of your own cash. Now let's talk about some of the actual credit cards that are out there. And I'll talk about some of the pros and cons. But before I do that, I just want to throw in this little disclaimer. If you are drowning in debt and you have zero control over your credit cards and you have no idea how much is going out every month and I just, I want to caution you that some of these quote benefits, end quote, that I am, you see me doing air quotes in the air. <laughs> um, some of these benefits that you would have are probably just not going to outweigh the risk that you are going to put yourself at if you start trying to just play the credit card game. So please listen to this with caution. And once you clean up your mess, then we can revisit the idea of reintroducing credit cards. Now, full disclosure here, I went credit card free about seven years ago when we started doing all of our debt snowball stuff. And we just knew we did not want to touch credit cards. We didn't want to have that temptation around. I mean, we paid, we had a lot that we had been using. And so we kept the accounts open so that we could pay them, but we actually just tore them up. And it was probably about a year and a half, two years ago that I decided to try a little experiment. And I just thought, we've got a pretty good handle on our debt. We had paid off more than $90,000 in debt, and then we were able to save a whole lot more. And we did all of that not making very much money. So I had a system in place that really allowed for us to do, you know, to, to behave with our money. So I went looking for a credit card that had a cash back feature. We don't do a ton of traveling, so having something with airline miles didn't really make any sense. And I really don't need any extra crap in my house, so I didn't want to do the one with just points that you could redeem for stuff. I like the actual cash back option, and so I found one that was about a 1.5% cash back. Now believe me when I say that we continue to be proactive with our money rather than reactive. What I mean by that is a lot of times people will put as much stuff as they can on their credit card, then they will hope that they have a paycheck that will cover that credit card, and then 
they pay it and then go on. Well, I had been for years deciding to put money aside first for anything I wanted to buy. So we would use this paycheck, for example, to pay for everything forward rather than paying backward. And that was just a mindset shift that I actually do teach my clients and that helps to plan ahead rather than pay behind. So that is a, a tool that I continue to use even when we were using credit cards. So for example, if I knew that I was willing to spend $200 on groceries, I would make sure that I had the $200 available, then I would put it onto the credit card and that, so I can get the 1.5% cash back and then I would pay it off immediately. If you don't have a system in place that allows you to still keep track of your cards, then you, you really do need to be careful. The method that you use is so, so important. I always tell people there are three things that you need to have in place in order to make your money behave. And if any one of these three things is out of whack, you are going to have an imbalance in your life. One of them is money. You need to have enough money coming in. That's number one. Number two is the method. The method or system that you utilize is super important because if you don't have a solid system or method in place, you are not going to be able to sustain the results that you're looking for. And number three, which is actually the most important one, is mindset. You have to have the right mindset in order to make all of this work. Once we get all of those three legs in place, you're gonna have a nice, strong, sturdy foundation to help make your money behave. So the method that I was using allowed me to utilize that credit card in such a way that I was able to get the points or the cash back or whatever and still keep my my method in place. I was still able to be proactive. Let me just tell you guys though that it sucked having an extra layer of things that I had to remember. I was telling a former client that yes, I had tried this. It was something that I was given a shot just to kind of see, could we still behave with it? But I said, you know, when you have one, two or three credit cards and now you're still, you know, throwing balls up in the air and trying to maintain it, you do have to have a more sophisticated method, a more sophisticated system in place so that you don't forget due dates on your cards, so that you don't overspend in one category versus another. So it really does add an extra layer of frustration. Now I wanna share with you a quick example of how having the credit card in place actually did work to our benefit. And you'll notice the difference between, you know, throwing everything of our personal expenses on there versus this example that I'm gonna give you. My daughter went to a paid preschool last year and in, in Arizona, we don't have free preschool. So any preschool that you go to really just, you have to pay tuition. And I had taken my own advice and talked to the, people in charge and ask them, hey, would you guys be willing to offer a discount if we were willing to pay in full for the entire year of preschool. So they went and talked to amongst themselves and decided that they would be willing to offer us a 15% discount if we were to pay for the entire year in full. So what I did was, that was gonna be well over $1,000 that I had to put on something and so I had actually been saving up for that preschool tuition and I was hanging on to it and instead of giving them the full amount, whatever that amount was, $1,500, $1,800, I don't even remember. But what I did was I put that on a card that was going to give me 1.5% back and then was able to immediately pay it back because I had this money sitting there. So what that essentially did was, let's just say that it was a $2,000 amount that I put on there. I'm just using random numbers, I don't know. And um, so 1.5% of that is only $30. 
but I was able to get $30 paid towards that tuition and then I lump sum paid the difference. In that case, I wasn't spending money that I wouldn't have spent otherwise. And that's why it worked because I got $30 back, but I wasn't spending money that I wouldn't spend otherwise. Where people get tripped up, myself included, because if you're the type of person who loves a sale or loves a deal, what happens is we start to go, like this this person I spoke to yesterday on the on the free coaching call, she's like, I just have a really hard time resisting those points. Well, those points are really just, even if you get 5%, think about what it is for 5% of $2,000, it's going to be $100. If you get $100 in points for every $2,000 that you spend, but you wouldn't have spent that $2,000 anyway, you're really not gaining any traction. Even if you would have spent $1,800 normally, you would be getting $72 back, but now instead you're spending $2,000 to get the extra 1.5% and you're so you're spending $200 extra to get $72 back. And that doesn't make any sense. The problem here is we don't do any of that math. We don't do it in our heads beforehand and we certainly don't worry about it afterwards after we've spent the money that we probably wouldn't have spent anyway. So that's where one of those big dangers comes into place. If you have a specific plan, if you're working with a coach, whether it's me or somebody else, and you have a plan like the one with that tuition where you can leverage that credit card to actually get something back on something you were going to spend anyway, that's different than just randomly using your card without a plan and without any safety net. So a quick recap, because I know I went kind of all over the place today, is that credit cards themselves are not good or bad, but I can tell you that they're not designed for you. Okay, that is, they're not a product that were designed with you in mind. They are a product that were designed with the banks in mind, the credit card companies in mind. And they have years and years, even decades of research that basically says you will overspend if they can get this card into your hand. If that were not the case, these credit card companies would not spend millions of dollars in advertising to get a card into your hand. They want you to have it. There's a reason they want you to have it. And I guarantee it's not because it's something that helps you. As with anything, though, it's how you use something that creates a problem or creates leverage. And so I like to tell people, rather than leveraging your money, because that's a that's a really popular concept out there, rather than leveraging your debt or leveraging your money, I encourage people to leverage your habits. Figure out the habits that you're engaging in that are having a negative consequence for yourself and shift those to better habits. Once you've done that, you are using that behavior, that new habit, you're leveraging that in order to have a better impact on your circumstances. You'd be amazed what happens with your circumstances as you actually start to use different habits. And once those circumstances start to shift a little bit, you're going to realize that you actually had control over those circumstances way more than just fate. So I encourage you to do a little experiment. If you're already using a credit card for all of your living expenses and you don't believe that you're overspending on that, then I encourage you to print out one month's worth of statements, highlight some of the expenses that you have spent on, and then if there's something you don't want to let go of, let's just say eating out, and you realize that you ate out to the tune of $500 that month, go ahead and pull out $500 in cash and see if you spend the full $500. If you do, it's no big deal. If you don't, you might go, oh, I probably wouldn't have spent that much if I had been using cash. And it just kind of, it it helps you collect data. That's what this is. It's not a judgment statement. It's just a test to see how are you behaving with a credit card. 
If you'd like to discuss this any further in more detail with your specific circumstances, please feel free to send me an email. My email address is maria at cashinonchange.com and then just put free 30-minute coaching call in the subject line. I will send you a link to our calendar and then you can choose a time that works well for both of us. It is zero pressure and I have every person who has come on has received value from that particular session. So I encourage you to give it a try. It's not going to hurt you, I promise. And then the other thing is just a quick reminder that I do have a free Facebook group where we can talk about this stuff in more detail if that's something that you're interested in. That is called Make My Money Behave and all you need to do is find it and then um, answer the three questions that are in there and I will approve you and welcome you personally and then we will have the opportunity to interact inside of that group. You guys are amazing, amazing listeners. Even though I am unpolished and kind of all over the place sometimes, you continue to give me positive feedback and I'm hoping that you continue to get some value from the stuff that I share. I hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday and I will check in with you later this week. Bye-bye.